0: guys this is another episode of the escandy sports podcast if you're watching on youtube do me a favor hit the subscribe button and if you're watching or listening on spotify you're one of a few and i'm glad to have you but um yeah we got alex superman johnson here alex how you doing man
1: good man thanks for having me
0: and i appreciate you coming on um right off the bat uh superman alex superman johnson what's the origin
1: um I played Team Ontario, Um, uh, two of the females from the female team um, gave me the nickname. It kind of, it didn't stick at first, it was kind of just, I just kind of brushed it off. And then uh, when I got to high school, my teacher, uh, Kim Jansen, she called me Superman too. She was like, "Uh, you remind me of Superman, just my favorite uh, Marvel uh, DC uh, character. I was like, man, this is the second time that someone said that, I'm gonna just roll with it. I kind of just it just stuck after that.
0: You're bouncy, right? I've seen you done.
1: Yeah, my uh, that's kind of where I got it from. From the, the females, they never they never knew I could jump. So they're like, "Man, you look like Superman when you're jumping." So it kind of stuck with there. and then over the years, it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of kind of uh, adapted and formed to everything, uh, just the way I play. Whether it be diving for ball going out of bounds or you know just the way I play, so it's 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 one in a few that I um, I take pride in. Uh, I mean, it's weird sometimes too because sometimes I'll be talking to people and they don't know who they're talking to, and then as soon as you say "Superman," they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: I knew that guy. It helps because Alex Johnson—that's a that's a that's a pretty normal name, but you had the Superman. Yeah. That's only one guy like that.
1: Yeah. so... <laughs> It's
0: kind of dope. Um, So I just finished up watching um, Love Life and Basketball on YouTube. I do my homework mm-hmm. for this show. Dude, I loved,
1: okay. I loved it. Okay.
0: How'd that come about? You enjoyed like? it? Yeah. Uh,
1: we did. Um, So we had the proposal 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, Whistle Sports kind of Reached out to us and asked us if we'd be willing to do like a show, a season, and uh, my boy uh, Ashley July, who, who's like a wizard with the camera, he was on board. So we kind of just did like a a season leading up to the wedding. So it was kind of dope.
0: What was it like having? What what was the setup for that like? Were you, did you just got a camera guy in the house, or did you kind of record it yourself?
1: Yeah. So um, he would um, he would kind of. We kind of pick and choose what days we we do it if we go to the gym or uh, we're going to watch uh, NBA finals or something like that where, you know, it yeah. was it was it was fun. And then um, it got kind of tough when Bree went back to North Carolina because she had to do a lot of the filming by herself. But it still worked out. But it, it was definitely um, just going back and watching some of those videos leading up to from the proposal all the way to the wedding day. It was, it was pretty exciting.
0: So the proposal, I'm assuming most people know, but it was your it was your super viral moment that proposal. Why don't you walk us through that? <laughs>
1: um, So we had, um, I had a I went to go get a ring for Brie, and the ring came back a lot sooner than I had expected. So I was just like, dang, because I didn't have all the money yet. So I'm like, damn, like how is this going to work? <laughs> So paid off with my credit card, and then um, maybe I'm supposed to post earlier, and then um, I'm over here uh, with, at the time I was coaching AAU, and um, I'm talking with some of the parents trying to figure out like, okay, what, like, what can I do, and they were giving me ideas, and then one parent had said, like, why don't you play five on five, and then it, it clicked, it was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do, Just me and Bree always play one on one. Like she's so competitive. Like she always wants to try and beat me. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do that. Uh, you know, score the first two buckets, make an injury on the on the next, on the last one, and then um, have someone come with the ring. And like everything I had envisioned, like it turned out exactly like it. It was like God or Dame's blessing on it. And then for it to go viral, I mean, we didn't even think it was um, my friend from uh, California. He had come up and he recorded it and put it on Twitter. He's like, yo, bro, I just put this out on Twitter. It got like 500 retweets. I'm like, what? For real? I'm like, all right, let's 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 put the whole video up on YouTube. Put it up on YouTube and it just blew up.
0: Yeah, 500 retweets in, in 2015s, You yeah, have the cost of inflation now. That's like,
1: like 200,000
0: <laughs> now, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: it's great and it wasn't it was 500 retweets in like 30 minutes and it wasn't even the whole video it was just like uh when i was proposing i was like what i was like dang let's put the whole video up
0: there's a sign right 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 there you know rings coming early we play ones it's just it's got to be like yeah she's surprised you think
1: yeah she was totally surprised and then like it kind of I think it was tough for her because a lot of people had gotten on her about like, oh, why didn't you help him up? And I think she was just in shock because like leading up to the whole game, like before I had left the house, I was like, man, my, my quad is hurting. Like, I don't know what's up with this. Uh, oh. She's like, oh, don't chicken out now. Like, we gonna hoop I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what's wrong with it. So then, when I grabbed yes. it, she was thinking like, "Dang, I, I didn't end this man's career."
0: <laughs> yeah, so say you're wrong for that a little bit. You could just <laughs> you just done the injury, but you 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 planned the seat early.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I wanted it to be uh, I wanted it to be official.
0: Yeah. No, you, you definitely you, you got it. Um, congratulations are in order too. You guys are having a baby, baby Bean. Yes,
1: yes.
0: You guys know the gender yet?
1: Uh, supposed to. Find out the gender next the thirteenth so next week.
0: You guys doing something wild so, for that? Everything's on YouTube,
1: huh? Are you guys? I do- mean, we have we're gonna probably do a video, but we're not gonna do the, the basic gender reveal. I think we're just do something simple because everyone always says something like, "Dang man, you always gotta do something crazy." I Everything, mean that's the video that there. we did, I mean the video that we just did. Like a lot of people. I wanted to be honest, I wanted to do something for her because in the mm-hmm. game you didn't get to see that she could hoop, so it was like because yeah. I told myself she's not getting the ball, <laughs> so she had shot, she had shot for first ball and she made it, and I still was like, nah, that's nah, my ball, home court advantage. So it was, it was. I, I felt like this video that we just posted about us having a baby i thought it was perfect for her to show like man like, i could hoop, too guys like i'm not just no slouch
0: that, that was a uh, that was five threes or something in a row like that just back and, yeah, forth, yeah, and back yeah. forth yeah 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 you, yeah she's a she's a real hooper
1: yeah 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 she played in uh germany uh france romania china so she's been around hong kong with me mm-hmm uh, she was supposed to play in uh, Mexico before uh, COVID happened, but you know how that goes.
0: Yeah, dude. How is it like when you guys are all bouncing around like that?
1: Um, it's been good. Uh, as long as she's been with me, like there's been really no trouble. It's actually been amazing, especially like the setup we had in Mexico. We were in Kulacan for this Copa. Like they had a uh, really nice. It was a two bedroom apartment. We had, uh, like, an extra room just in case. You know how sometimes you need your alone time? Yeah. So it was perfect for that. Um, We ended up uh, staying out there longer than expected just because um, when COVID hit, everybody was in a frenzy, like, trying to, like, panicking, trying to get home. Mm -hmm. So we were like, man, I'm not going with that rush. Like, I'm going to wait till it calms down and then leave. So we waited, like, four or five months before getting on the plane. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean your girl's already there everything's everything seems yeah yeah definitely yeah man um so what what about youtube in general like you guys are very you guys are very present on the platform did you guys have to like talk about that first Be like hey we're about to share a lot of a lot of pieces of our lives here or like what was what was that decision like
1: um we had we had spoken about it but it was kind of we were just kind of going with the flow kind of um both of us felt as though uh we're both uh believers of god and we felt like man if this is what god wants to do we're not going to be closed-minded about it we're going to be open-minded and kind of just go with the flow but we've always been you know open to doing things and open to talking about Different, different views or different takes on different
0: things. So, no, and it reflects really well on you guys. You, you guys, you guys look happy. You know, so it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it it seems like it was a really good decision on that front. And uh, I kind of just want to bring it back here to Toronto. Um, what's what's the jungle?
1: Uh, so jungle is uh, the neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, it's uh, Lawrence Heights community. Uh, it's one of the. It used to be one of the toughest, roughest places to grow up. Um, it, which is why they got the name the jungle. Hmm. So, um, that's basically where it came from. What,
0: what kind of lessons did you learn out there? Was it like? You think you had a normal um, upbringing, or you think you had to, you had to grow up quick?
1: Um, if anything, I felt I felt like jungle kind of molded me into being a, a tough young man just for a simple fact we go as far as you know um it was very it, it, jungle is very competitive you know you have uh a bunch of a group of guys who are you know trying to make it so uh mm-hmm. a lot of it sometimes was built on man you're not better than me and <laughs> there was a lot of competition so um I remember growing up, uh, it was me and uh, uh, the cameraman, Ashley July. So, me and him were, we were close when we were younger. And a lot of it was, it was never us together. It was always us against each other. Like, who's better? And, mm-hmm. like, I remember one one day I had, um, so Ashley lived on one side of the bridge and I lived on the other side. So, it was always like over bridge versus under bridge. Oh, so, okay. anytime I was. Like, Anytime I would come and uh, check him like just to, just to hang like he would be like oh y'all gotta play one-on-one. We gotta see who's better. And they'd <laughs> be like oh gosh right. Like. But I thought I, if anything I, th- I think it helped us um, just kind of evolve in terms of um, being strong and always um, holding each other accountable because a lot of it when we were younger actually was better than me and like mm-hmm. people made it known so like when you're young and you see your friend like being put on this pedestal, you're like, "Damn, I want to get there too." Mm-hmm. So it made me work harder. So me and Ashley went to the same high school, and uh, grade nine, he got to play uh, on the senior team, and like I got to play on the junior team. So like it was like fuel added to me mm-hmm. to be like, "Man, I want to play with him. Like I'm good enough to be there." So it was kind of just something that that helped us. The neighborhood helped us. Uh, grow, it helped us uh, make informed decisions. Um, you know, uh, there's always the opportunity to get caught up in the wrong, the wrong group, so you had to decide, are you going to be a leader or, or are you going to be a follower? And I think that helped me grow too in terms of I had basketball as an outlet to kind of um, put me on the path of where I wanted to go. You know, some of my uh, friends were going this way and like I was like,
0: no, nah, I want to go this way. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I read something o- online, and I don't think it's hyperbole to say the basketball might have saved your life. You want to talk about that part? <laughs> no,
1: definitely. Um, just in terms of um, knowing, knowing the community that we grew up in, it's always you—you um, you can get it one way, or you can get it this way, and it was. Um, I think that was tough for, for for me too because it was like a lot was riding on basketball because right. my mom had told me from the get-go, she's like, hey, I'm going to be honest and transparent with you. Like, I don't have money to send you to university. So you don't get no scholarship. You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> so it was like, dang, all right, cool. So I got to get it then. So I think that's what kind of fueled me too in terms of like, like this is this is it. Like it's either this or I go down another direction that I don't want to go down. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely will say uh, basketball was definitely beneficial and helped me get out because that was the main objective in jungles. You want to get out. You know, you want to go somewhere else, see see some other things. Like,
0: right.
1: And uh, there was a there was a dude on our team. Um, he was a talented um, shooter. And um, he had some opportunities to go overseas. Uh, not overseas, uh, to college. And he was just so like close-minded. And he was like, nah, I don't want to leave the hood. And that's the mindset people have. It's like, man, I'm trying to stay in the hood. Nah, man, there's something else out there but the hood. And he kind of passed up on his opportunities to go because he wanted to stay. So,
0: I, I don't get how... How I can get to that point, man? Like, I thought in my mind, basketball is objectively a good thing. You take basketball if you mm. got it like that, but that's that's really tough, man. And um, and we, we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it, but th- I, I read something about uh, you being away on an AAU trip when some stuff went down oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that or oh, we yeah, can skip yeah. over that? Yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk okay. about that.
1: There's definitely, God's blessing on God's, you know, keeping me away from danger and basketball being the opportunity that I have. I was in Cleveland and uh, I came back from the trip and uh, there was like police uh, tape everywhere and I'm like, damn, what's going on? So at the time, I didn't know, like when you see a yellow tape, it means like someone's someone's gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so I'm trying to get to the apartment. They're like, nah, no, nah, you can't go in there. I'm like, what? Like my mom lives there, what are you talking about Get in there? So I'm calling my mom like, yo, but she's not home. She went to her sister's house. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, thank God. So like later on, I find out um, a next door neighbor. uh, I guess he was dealing with drugs and stuff. Uh, Dude came with a shotgun, shot through the door, hit him, gone instantly. I was like, damn, like, imagine if I was there, like, mm. leaving to go somewhere and I was in the hallway, like, it's over. If my mom was in the hallway, it's a wrap for you. So I'm just, I'm I'm thankful that, you know, God provided basketball for me to be able to, you know, get away from some of these things that you, you grew up seeing.
0: So, that's, I could never imagine being in that position, yeah. You guys are strong, but like so the, the jungle isn't there anymore right i i saw that, no, it's, I saw that.
1: It's, it's, uh, they're still they're doing uh gentrification uh building uh houses condos but i mean it's still still parts yeah. of the jungle that's still jungle you know what i mean like just because you know you break something down doesn't mean it's, it's gone like right. there's the people are still there so it should be interesting to see what it what it's like in uh these next uh I think when are they done? Two thousand thirty? I think they'll be done two thousand thirty. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but like it it's kinda it's kinda sad too because what you grew up, you don't wanna see that thing go. Right. So um uh, I, I know I went around, I took pictures of the buildings that I grew up in and where I used to live, just just for my, my, my mental to be like, yeah, I grew up it's like mm-hmm. You know, ten years from now, it's not going to look like that, and be like, "Man, you didn't grow up here. This is totally
0: different." Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna drive Bean down that way and be like, "See, this is where I grew up. It's gonna be like a (laughs) nice, beautiful mall and (laughs) some apartment (laughs) buildings."
1: Why why don't we live here, Daddy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Um, let's talk about let's talk about college uh, Mm because I I looked at it. looked up I looked up your college stuff and. uh, you had just said that you didn't have a scholarship, you weren't going to go to college. Um, mm-hmm. How was how Bakersfield? How was how Cal State Bakersfield?
1: Um, Cal State Bakersfield was definitely uh, a ride. Uh, I enjoyed it though. Um, it was probably an hour from LA. So It was in the, the armpit, mm-hmm. of Baker, uh, armp, armpit of California, as they like to say. Um, but I enjoyed my time there. Um, we had a amazing coaching staff there, guys that, that held your accountable. Um, my coach, Brian Dignan, was probably the toughest on me, but I appreciated him for it because it helped me grow as a player. Um, the coach from Last Chance U was on there, uh, John Mosley. No way. Uh, yeah, and exactly how he is on Last Chance U was exactly how he was. Not as not as much because he was in the assistant role at Bakersfield, but he's kind of exactly the same. So it was cool to see, watching that. It brought back memories of Bakersfield and being out there. Um,
0: Do you trace anything back uh, to him? I, uh, Any lessons?
1: Uh, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, when I tore my ACL uh, my junior year, I was like, Ugh. and I, I tell people it's like my testimony because I was on the pathway to, like, destruction. I was drinking every night, going out, sleeping with different women. And I remember he, he came over to my house, and he was just like, you know, I know you're a believer of God, but um, how can you tell people about Jesus if, if you're always drinking and going out? Um, and, like, I didn't hear his voice, but I felt like I heard, I heard God's voice, and it kind of woke me up, and it kind of got me back to, the things I did like all right man I need to get back to rehab I need to get back to the grind because that's who I am like drinking Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday that's not me mm-hmm. but it was I was in a place where I was depressed and I was like damn I don't know if I'm gonna come back or because um I think it was tough too like even hearing the doctor after surgery like yeah surgery went well just want to let you know you probably won't be as good as you you once were so and like to hear that coming out of Like, you don't want to hear that. You're like, I'm trying to hear that. I'm trying to hear, like, yo, man, all right, surgery went well. Like, here you go, man. This is the path path you got to take. It's going to be a tough one, but you're going to get back there. That's what you want to hear.
0: You got to find that doctor and tell him, hey, guess what? You were wrong. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so. um, And I think um, hearing Mosley tell me that kind of got me to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be what I once was, I'm gonna be better than that. And it, it kinda got me to grind even harder.
0: How how do you like the documentary on Netflix? Is it a trip? Were you always gonna be a fan no matter what? Because I that was the first last chance you I ever seen football or basketball. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love that,
1: man. No, that was that was my first time watching it too. So mm-hmm. um it was interesting. It was exactly what you needed to to see and it, it showed like the the, the the grind. It showed the struggle, it was. I thought it was. Um, it was genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing another one. I don't know if they're going to do another one with his team, but I wouldn't mind seeing them like kind of build on it from the basketball point of view.
0: So it's not theatrics. He's a, he's he's like that. He's that guy like that.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's loud. Yes. Yes. Does he really like, never cuss? Nah, he's always been like that. Wow. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because, like, his, um, his like, his theatric stuff, like, jumping off the wall and stuff, I've never seen that before. But he's always been, like, he gets real adamant where he was like, man, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this for y'all. <laughs> like, he's always been like that. I remember um we had a situation with uh, Oregon State, and we were playing bad, and he came in halftime just going off. And he was just so. That's who he is, you know. If he if he sees something he doesn't like, he's gonna speak up on it, and he's gonna voice his opinion on it.
0: So you think his role right now makes sense? Do you think he? you think he's gonna stay at a JUCO level? It, it seems natural to him being there.
1: Yeah, and he's always been been one for for trying to help help uh, the people that are struggling or guys that have been counted out. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think he fits into that role. Um, I'd I'd love to see him on the NCAA level, but it but also when you get to that level, it becomes not so much about the kids anymore. It becomes about mm-hmm. wins and losses. What have you done for the program? So I think he right now where he's at, he's got a good little. Um, he's got he's got something good, and he should definitely keep rolling with it.
0: I just hope he he finds a way one way or another, if it's coaching college, uh, NCAA, or, or other way, just to to get the bag from this. You know I mean? Like, he's got spotlight yeah, on definitely. him. Like I think he deserves the money, you know what I mean?
1: Definitely. And I I think it's it's always, he's always been true to his faith and, you know, he's always going to uh, roll with what's going to work for him and his family. But I wouldn't be surprised, you know, one of these days to see him on, on the big stage with the NCAA team. It'd be interesting to see, uh, like, what changes with mm-hmm. him you know Mm -hmm. like um that level is a lot tougher
0: he seems like he has a really strong spine though he i've never met him you know more about him than i do but i feel like Mm -hmm. it'd be hard to change that guy
1: Nah, for sure for sure and he's 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 always been the type to like want to do it his way so Mm -hmm. like for example like he talked about it he was on live yesterday he was talking about um the whole lifting after the game stuff and Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's going to change him from doing that. Like, hey, man, coach, that's weird. Do you think you should do that? Nah, I'm going to do it that way. I'm going to do it this way because this is what I I think and I believe. So he's always been like that. But one of the coolest, coolest assistant coaches, when he talked about it on the thing about being, he was like, yeah, when I was in NCAA, I was one of the cool assistants, you know, your friend. <laughs> he was like, you know, now nah, I'm a head coach. I got, he's like, I got to be tough. <laughs>
0: You vouch for that? You vouch he's the cool assistant coach? Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, he was. He was he was a comedian, like he would come on trips and um, just crack jokes on guys, imitate the funniest part was when his, his team was imitating him. Because he's he's always oh been God. the type of imitating someone else. <laughs> so it's funny because like he's done that to me, he's like He'll come into the air. I remember he was uh, flying from uh, Utah State. He came in walking like me, trying to talk like me. He's like, yeah, Alex Superman, Justin, canadian I'm like, bro, I don't talk like that. Like, what are you talking about? So it was funny to see, like, somebody imitated him.
0: That that was was the second funniest part of the show. I think the funniest part of the show is when, we're a bunch of African-American men and Mark. (laughs) (laughs) He yeah. really yeah. is a like that. That is.
1: no nah. nah, he's he's hilarious. I remember we'd have battles on the plane. Cause like I would, I would tell him like, bro, your phone doesn't work when you're when you're up in the sky. He's like, bro, it works. I'm finna send you a. he said, I'm I'm finna send you a text message right now. I said, bro, it doesn't work, man. He's like, all right, watch. I said, bro, you can't be using your phone while we up here. He's like, watch. I'm gonna send you a little email. Uh, it, it, it used to be funny man. He's a character,
0: but eventually you had to leave. You had to leave Bakersfield, and you transferred out to NC State. And dude, I, I looked at your schedule. That was a wild year.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Um, oh, um, go ahead. Go okay. ahead.
1: I said I definitely think that uh, that's that's the schedule that kind of got us into the NCAA tournament. Like that schedule was kind of
0: tough. You guys played Duke at Cameron, UNC, Syracuse, Virginia, and a bunch of just ranked teams at the home stretch of the season too. Your first mm-hmm. year there, you did you have a time to get adjusted, or they just kind of threw you in the fire like that? Because that was a hard schedule.
1: Threw me in the fire because it was it was uh, it was actually Coach Godfrey's first year there, so it was mm-hmm. like. Man, they they were looking for results. Nobody really was talking about NC State. It was kind of just, you know, Duke in North Carolina. So we kinda wanted to change the culture of that. And first year of being there and being able to go to a speed sixteen. So I thought we did a pretty good job putting N C State back on the map.
0: You guys had a you guys had a good good run in the tournament. But looking at some of these rosters, do, is there a team that you played that stands out? Be like, man, that was that was a stacked team because I could probably name four right now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, UNC was tough that year. Yeah, uh, Kansas was pretty good. Uh, who else was tough for us? The Duke, the Duke's, the Duke squad—they were good, but oh, we didn't, we didn't do that game. Wait, we was up twenty. In Cameron, and we lost that
0: game. Yeah, how how, how does I, I know it's a rough it's a rough ask, but you're up twenty at Cameron. Like when you're up you're up sixteen and you're up like twelve. What are you thinking about it, or is, are you guys still able to stay um, in the zone?
1: I think what happened too was that a lot of our so a lot of the starters got in foul trouble early in the first half and it, it hurt us in the second half i think three of our starters fouled out in that in that game so it was tough cuz we now we're asking freshmen to come in and play at that caliber and it's tough it's tough playing at cameron if you if you're not built like that it's tough for you cuz you're like oh man what's going on especially like when they go on runs and cameron crazies are going crazy it's like it gets to you now
0: um, yeah, so that that Duke team had two Plumleys on it. I can never tell them apart. Austin mm-hmm. Rivers and Seth Curry. Did you like at that time? I don't even think Steph was was that popular yet. Maybe he was coming into his role. But did you guys?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played well that game. I think he fin- he finished with thirty that game against the. <laughs> just making shots, yeah. Yeah, he's like that- he's like a bro, man. Just a tough shot maker, like, like, I remember one time he came down in transition, he pulled up, and my hand is in his face, and he hits it, and I look at, I look at my coach, and I'm like, bro, what else can I do, like, what else you want me to do, Man, he can't see the rim, and he still hit him. <laughs> so, you, you guys, you face
0: a lot of star power, and you won at NC State, but you think uh, your toughest match, toughest matchup came up at Bakersfield?
1: Um, my toughest matchups,
0: or like the, the toughest player you you've seen, maybe on that college circuit.
1: Um. Hmm. I'm
0: thinking about PG.
1: Think, oh, Paul George. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a beast. <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast. I forgot about that. Man, when we uh I, we went up to uh, we went up to Fresno and our coach was talking about him before the games, like, yeah. At the time, he was only 6'5". He's like, yeah, there's 6'5", PG. Uh, he could play multiple positions, one through four. Um, supposed to be top, top top ten in the draft. I'm like, all right, cool. Man has 17 at the half. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a league. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely a league. Well, we played some other tough ones, too. Uh, Patty Mills. Uh, there was uh, this guard from... Um, San Diego, he's probably one of the toughest guards I've played. Uh, I think his name was, it was Brandon something. I can't remember his last name. It's one of the toughest guards I've ever played against.
0: Yeah, I, I think a uh, slept on Canadian. that I'm wondering if you have any sort of relationship with, uh, you played him at Syracuse, Chris Joseph.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys too. A, yeah, yeah, it was dope. Um, we, we actually played against each other for Team Ontario. So he played uh, Quebec and I played on Ontario, and we we actually beat him in the Canada Summer Games. So, so he's saw he's our early Superman, yeah, original so, Superman. <laughs> so before that game, he's like, you know, I he's like, you know, I owe you a a, a L right? I'm like, what you talking about? He's like, yeah. I it's like I didn't forget about that game uh, a couple years ago when we were younger. I owe you one, and this is the time Syracuse was ranked number one, so they came yeah. in. Oh, uh, that
0: was a tough game. They had but, Michael Carter-Williams um, and Deion Waiters on that team, too.
1: Deion Waiters was coming off the bench. He had 26 off the bench. <laughs> yeah, he was That's...
0: real. <laughs> hey, Chris, man, he dropped, I think, close to 30 in that game, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. He shot the ball really well.
0: man. Um, but you, you had a leaguer on your team as well, Lorenzo Brown, right? He, is that the Raptors' Lorenzo Brown?
1: Mm-hmm. We what had like we a... had we had potentially uh I think we had potentially four most supposed, supposedly NBA stars. So we had <laughs> Zoe, Lorenzo mm-hmm. Brown, DJ e. Leslie, Richard Howe, and then CJ Williams. CJ Williams played in the league a little bit too. Oh,
0: so. I think I maybe know Lorenzo Brown because of the Raptors thing, but yeah. So what was your, what was your What's it like being in a locker room with that guy? Okay, because I'm not going to sell you short, too. You 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 were right there on the cusp as well. So you guys had a super talented mm-hmm. team. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, Actually, Lorenzo was my roommate. So really? it's always been, you know, we still talk to this day. It's always been cool. Uh, I've always thought he should be in the league, even to this day. Um, his athleticism, 6'5", big point guard. Um play off the bounds. I think the biggest thing on him was the knock was that oh he can't shoot it. But I I definitely thought he's improved and I definitely thought I thought he was gonna be one of those guys the Raptors
0: bring him. along, dude. He he was he you said he's a big point guard and you know maybe you know him a little bit better than everyone else, but that shot seemed fine to me when he was at the Raptors level too. Yeah, so I mean, it's most, surprising most they didn't bring him along.
1: Most definitely and I and I felt like the Raptors was the perfect spot for him too in terms of uh, being a D League guy and then bringing him up and along because they've done it. Pascal Van Fleet. Uh, who else did they have that they brought along?
0: Yeah, I mean Boucher, kind of
1: Boucher.
0: Malika had a stint this so, year, so.
1: so. So it's a lot of the guys that are in that G League system they get t- taken up to the rapid, and I felt like. The, the Raptors is like perfect for a guard. You're a point guard; it's perfect. system for you,
0: man. They're, they're starting same, backwards It's less than six feet tall. Like <laughs> they'll give you a I'm chance. On, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but I guess uh, something else was in the works for him. Right now, he's in Turkey. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't talked to him about uh, making it back to the league, but I'm 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 sure that you know. That's always the the
0: goal and the dream, because once you've been in there, you're like, man, I want to get back in. Yeah, man, and I, I'm rooting for him as well. I actually enjoyed watching him play. I, and and there's another guy kind of stuck on the bench right now too, uh, Paul Watson on the Raptors. There's just there's talent in Toronto that they just they'll work on mm-hmm. somebody. I guess they can't bring along everybody, but it must be. Nice knowing that if you're in Toronto or their G League, that they're going to give you a chance. You know, I mean, I feel like a lot of these mm. other places they just have to fill out a roster to fill out a roster. But I think the Raptors, you know, they they bring guys along. Well, you definitely. had a you had G League experience. It was the D League at the time.
1: Yeah, played uh Grand Rapids Drive, so Detroit uh, D League team, mm-hmm. and um, it was a it was a good uh, experience for me. Uh, at the time, they had uh Uh, Jordan Crawford, Ray McCallum, Mm -hmm. Kevin Murphy. And then when I was leaving, Zoe came in. So it was like pretty good uh, talent there in terms of kind of learning from guys that have been uh, playing in the NBA. Like I learned a lot from Ray and Jordan. And it was, was, if anything, like unfortunately uh, they waived me. But it was good to just, like, learn from those guys and pick up different things. Like, the game is just so much more athletic in the G League. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember, like, the last game I played was at at the Barclays Center where we played uh, the next uh, G League team. And uh, played well. Seven points, four assists in in seven minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, and then, like, next game, didn't play. And then they brought me in like, yeah. We're gonna bring in another uh, NBA guy, Uh, so we gotta make some room. So it's like it's not about what what you've done. It's just like yeah, we gotta make room for this guy. So we gotta kind of etch you out. So it's it's tough, like the the politics of everything. Sometimes it's not about you know what what you're doing. It's just about who you know.
0: And yeah, dude, uh, our guy sent me shit too. From, from around where I'm at, they, I think they're doing the same thing with him right now. And he's got serious talent. And I think his last game before the regular season, he was, um, he he put in work. I think he had like a strong double double, let it come back in the fourth kind of thing. And then, all right, see ya. Like, just mm-hmm. after the game, like it, it doesn't, I think, I, don't know, I think guys have their mindset up there in management. It doesn't really matter what you do at some point. So,
1: for sure. I know, cool. like, it's like, especially, like, if you're a lot younger, they're focused on the players to develop. So mm-hmm. they're like, they're not worried about uh, what you can do. Like, uh, th- our, our minds are set on this guy, where we want to develop this guy. This is where we're putting our money into. So it's what unfortunate they... that... Go so ahead. Go
0: ahead. It's just delay. You, you go ahead.
1: <laughs> I said, um, it's just unfortunate in terms of, like, it's never about how talented somebody is it's kind of just you know the where time and opportunity kind of thing
0: what do you think about guys like leangelo ball that might be getting there because of their name he got a leangelo ball you know the ball brothers so uh huh uh-huh. he kind of got some and he didn't really get a look to detroit's credit but th- i think he got okc blue at one point and then uh, Detroit took a look at him and then he didn't get to the bubble. But like, is it kind of like, is it frustrating seeing guys that might be there because of other things other than basketball, or maybe he's just a hooper like that? And we don't know it.
1: Um, I think it's tough to say, too because it, it in his defense he didn't he didn't really get an opportunity either. Yeah, so exactly. His, his, his name got him into the into the front door, but like he didn't really get an opportunity to show what he could do. So. Um, I think it goes both ways. Um, I think it's something that that is not talked about enough or something that's that's not going to be addressed. It's, right. it's done one way and it's going to continue to be done this way until something changes.
0: He would have been fun to watch in, a, in like a G League setting as well or something. But For talking sure. about box, box office, I want to talk about uh, uh, Paige Beckers, the Yukon guard, mm-hmm. she's a freshman guard. Uh, she just won like all of the awards and I'm I was ready to commit to saying, you know, like like the WNBA won't let her in. You know what I mean? Like they have they have rules. It's got to be you got to be 22 to play in the mm-hmm. WNBA. She's 19. She's she's a teenager. Right. And then I realized, like, I, I look up the stats. I'm like, OK, I'm not going to I'm not trying to sound dumb. I want to make sure I'm looking at the stats and like there's another freshman. I want to grab up her name. Katie. I think it's some Caitlin
1: Carter. Yeah, I did like, Division one and I you know, scoring.
0: Scoring and assists. And assists.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, calls. I've never heard
0: of her. <laughs> yeah, so, calls. man, what do you think about that? Like, don't you think they should be able to, to get out of there?
1: Um, for sure. I definitely think, like, if you're at a point in your career where you're, you've done all you could, you can do at this level, it's like, why am I still here? I want to play against the best. Mm-hmm. But I think um, their rule is kind of like the NFL rule. It's like they don't want you to depend on on just your athletic ability. You know, they want something to fall back on. Because when you think about it, it's like the WNBA is not solidified like the NBA, where they have this ton of money where you mm-hmm. can be like, all right, yeah, I'm a, I can retire on this stuff. Like, most of the WNBA girls are going overseas to make their their real bread, and then they're coming until they change the WNBA to this, to make it kind of equal playing field like the NBA. I don't think it'll ever get there, but I'm hoping it will, because I feel like these girls are, like, the future is bright for for women's basketball in terms of, like, there's talent, and, like, you you watch the Final Four, and then you watch the national championship game. There's, There's girls that can hoop, man. Mm-hmm. So, I hope they they get the due, their due justice of being able to, to make the money that they're they're owed. But um, yeah. In terms of being able to leave early, I think it's always tricky because it's like um, you think about how long is a women's playing career, you know? Mm-hmm. And is it worth, you know? you not getting your degree to be able to start the next phase of your life. Mm. And you can say that about guys too, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always tricky. It's always uncharted territory, I, I say, just because um, no, you look I, at...
0: Sorry, we're working with a delay, by the way. Anyone watching or listening. So it's I don't mean to cut him off, but yeah, like you're making really, really sound points. Right. But it's at the same time, it's like mm-hmm. they can't have it either way because Paige, mm-hmm. she's box office in college right now. She's not seeing a dime of that money. Right. Yeah, for sure. She's going to sell our tickets when she's in the league. So <laughs> she's not going to get her share of that. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel frustrated that, uh,
1: mm-hmm. that real
0: hoopers can't get their get their money.
1: I also will say, though, that um, it's unfortunate, but I hope it changes. But they're supposed to, um, NCAA is supposed to do something where you're able to make money off of your your brand awareness and the way you, you know, your image and all that stuff. So I'm hoping that changes. Um, But I noticed that um, the WNBA players are way more mature when they get to the league. Just because they've they've been in college, they've been taught, they've um, developed all of these skills. They're way more talented when they come into the league than some of the players from the NBA side when they just make the jump right after their first year.
0: They're definitely more polished, I think, when they get to the get to their league. But just like know, from a business standpoint, you might you might think like, hey, Yo, Paige, she's she's on fire right now. Everyone's tuning in, or yeah, people that look. Yeah. To- we got to get her here quick. You know, we got to get transfer that <laughs> momentum over here. But you know what?
1: And it, it, it's always tough, too, because it's like um, you worry about injuries. Mm-hmm. And um, like you never that's the that's the that's the, the hardest part about like basketball is like the injuries. Like you don't want anyone to get injured, but it happens. So it's like, man. You want them to at least be able to, you know, sign their contract so that they're solidified and that they're good. And just in case something happens. And it's weird too because it's like I feel like it's backwards with, um, with with the men's side. So the men they want you to leave like after the first year because we're drafting off of potential. Like mm. the the more times you come back, the bigger the magnifying glass. Uh, he can't do this really well. Oh, he really can't do that. I'm not really sold on him anymore.
0: And it's crazy because um, I was looking at some mock drafts, and a lot of them don't have Luca Garza from Iowa, the mm-hmm. the big the big body over there. A lot of them don't have him drafted. I'm like, this guy's the best player. in the, Like he was literally yeah. the best player in college this year. Like, and I I think I saw maybe a couple that had him like late second round. I'm like, <laughs> you know what he is? He's right there. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's that big magnifying glass, you know. They're uh, they've seen him for four years now. They're like, like they're like, all right, he's the man of college. But does it transfer over to playing professional? And it's like, it's it's tough because it's uh, like it's a different game. It Cause
0: is. It's like
1: it's uh, like when you get to the league, the league is just way more athletic, and it's like it's tough because I I think. I seen Luca play against a big dude from Illinois. I can't remember his name. Uh, um,
0: it's all good. Keep going. Keep going.
1: But yeah, um, he had a rough game yeah. against, and the big dude is just his athleticism bothered Luca. So it's like, dang. Like you want him to, you want him to do well, but it's like, like the writing's on the wall. Like, all right, uh, is he gonna be all right with the athleticism? Because he's not really athletic. He's mm-hmm. just you know, solid, solid big man, old school, but now the game is changing, like you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, one way or another, I think that guy's gonna have a, a fantastic career. He's gonna make he's gonna make money somewhere. He's a hooper.
1: So so now so now you take all right, take this now. We take yeah. Luca and Timmy. Who are you taking? <laughs> and it, yeah. it's it's funny to see. Yeah. Timmy will
0: probably get
1: drafted higher than Luca. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: because Dude, my, my favorite Ch- player on Zaga team was was Kispert. Was it Kispert? Oh my. Yeah, God. yeah,
1: Kispert.
0: Kispert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his game too. they might have five guys on that team. Four guys on that team.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: No, but keep going. You're talking about guys and Timmy.
1: Yeah, like so. Who are you taking? And if you're if you're a GM, who are you drafting?
0: I have a soft spot Luca, for Luca.
1: Luca has the better resume, but Timmy's probably the you know on on potential. He's probably going to be the better NBA player. And yeah, it's crazy because just... Lucas Lucas uh, his resume is probably longer than than Timmy's. You're like, oh yeah, this this is a no brainer. Like, look at this. Look <laughs> at Lucas' accomplishments. Like, there's no way.
0: Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, but uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I I feel for the guy. Yeah. Like, what, what more could he do? Because he's probably got people in the to being like, "Yo, just stay one more year." Okay, okay, that year was it's a down year. It's one more year, and he he gets he gets all four years, and now he's. Oh, but man, you know, you're kind of old for the NBA. Like,
1: what? For sure. <laughs> it's so weird, yeah.
0: Alex, let's talk yeah. about you, man. Let's talk about you. All right. Um, mm. I don't know if you're about to go on a riff or something right there, but this is this is about you. So, what about the? Yeah, this
1: is fun.
0: You, you having fun still? Okay, but um, what about you played for the NBL and the CEBL, so we're getting we're getting domestic here. Any mm-hmm. any sharp contrast between the two?
1: Um, the NBL, I would say, is a little bit more. Competitive than the CBL, just for the simple fact that there's more Americans allowed in the NBL. Mm-hmm. So it was always you're battling against, you know, seven to eight US guys instead of two, two to three. Yeah. So it was always one of those where you had to, to kind of bring it um, to the game. Um the CBL was was solid, it just wasn't as competitive as the NBL is you
0: think uh, something about being in the offseason, maybe, as well? Guys are a little bit more lax, or you think it's talent?
1: Um, that could be it, too. Um, you know, uh, I know guys had signed, like, uh, contracts during the summer, and mm-hmm. nobody's really trying to get hurt. Because I remember um, my first year playing, um, I had signed, like, early, like, I think in – Beginning of uh, ending of July. So, like, my whole mindset now going into the games is like, yo, don't get hurt, bro. Don't get hurt.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would imagine. And it seems to me that, like, those, I don't know, something about the CEBL. Maybe they just have better marketing or they're, they're yeah. more,
1: they're more, they, seem, they seem like they, they, they have, like, their marketing is on like a hundred. Like, it just, it just looks cleaner. Like, everything, it makes you like, oh, what's that over there? What did they just do? Like, it just seems like they have, like, a good marketing team. Like, just how the stuff comes out, it just looks, like, official. Yeah. Like, not to bash the NBL, it's just not as good.
0: No, and that that's, that's probably what it is. Because, like you said, like, I wasn't even aware that there was more Americans in the NBL and in mm-hmm. that, but... Yeah, no, because I, I I look around, and it, it seems like all the noise of the CBL. Hmm. Yeah. Um. What What do I want to ask you about the CBL? I mean, I have the questions. I'm I'm blanking. What about between the two leagues? Is there any one game that like really stood out to you that you thought like Yeah, this is Canada. <laughs> Canada basketball is tough right now.
1: Um i would say that they they did a good job with uh the bubble they had uh mm-hmm. last summer um in terms of uh just how quick it was how they put it on and um the talent that they were able to get into that that that, that little bubble tournament it was pretty good i thought they did a great good job stevia in terms of uh, it's, it's always hard to kind of um compare the two because uh a lot of the Canadians that are playing in the CBL don't play in the NBL because maybe they got jobs elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So you don't see as many Canadians as you do um, in the CBL as in the NBL.
0: What you got lined up next, Alex? What are you, what are you thinking, like next season? Or... Uh, right now,
1: out? right now, I'm just focused on. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the CBL, but right now I'm just focused on the FIBA 3X3. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've got an opportunity to maybe qualify for the Olympics coming in uh, May. Mm-hmm. So we have an um, Olympic qualifier, I think it's May, end of May, in Austria. And then we'll play for a chance to make it to the Olympics.
0: And we were just talking right before, and you, you just got back from Qatar, hooping and guitar like was that ever was that ever on your mind Sorry. I <laughs> I think we lost it. no it's all good you can hear me now yeah yeah yeah, we're
1: good
0: yeah i was just asking before we got on here we we're talking about hooping and guitar you, you just got back what about uh, mm-hmm. that experience the, you think that's what's ever going to take you there when you were in the jungle no
1: nah, definitely not um I've been blessed to be able to travel to these different parts of the world, uh, just bouncing the basketball. It's been uh, it's been a fun journey, and I'm enjoying it. It'd be it'd be kind of dope to uh, go qualify and then go to the Olympics. That I was just thinking about that man, like kid from jungle about to go to the Olympics. That'd be insane. Uh, I'm hoping we can do it, man. Like the teams that we played in Qatar, two of those teams that we lost to are in our bracket for the Olympic qualifier. Mm-hmm. And then, um,
0: what were the games like? Were so like right tight?
1: Here, yeah, tight games. So the the team that we played, uh, they're they're called uh, Riga. They're the number one mm-hmm. team in the world right now, and we lost to them twenty to twenty-one. The game goes to twenty-one, so mm-hmm. it was like. And we had an opportunity to win that game. We just, we, the score was nineteen to twenty for it, for them. We had two free throws to end the game. And we we missed we missed the game winner. And So that was tough. Um, and then the other team that ended up winning that uh, tournament in Doha was um, Amsterdam. And um, that that was a hard fought game. We were up twelve to eight. With a minute to go and we lost the game. So I think the, the hardest thing about the FIVA three X three is just it's so unpredictable. Like it's not like five on five where you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we can beat this team. It's mm-hmm. it's kinda like like who's who's hitting, who's who's playing well. But um
0: three v three at a high level, is it is it more tiring?
1: Oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> I missed three. I missed three free throws. It's like uncharacteristic <laughs> for me. I missed two in a row. Like I never missed two in a row. So it was like, you get to the line. I'm over here. <gasps> there was a there was a point where um, so you can at any dead ball you can sub. There was a point in that game where all three of us were trying to sub out. <laughs> we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah like no, no, no. I need to sub. I got it.
0: How many got on the bench?
1: So, it's just one.
0: Uh, yeah, he's probably lit. So, yeah. He's like, I'm coming in regardless. That's fine. What I mean,
1: <laughs> so, um, I think right now I'm just trying to figure out how best to kind of, because I've been watching, um I've been watching this guy who's probably the number one ranked player in the world. His name is Dusan Bullet. Mm-hmm. And he plays at this pace where it doesn't look like this dude is ever tired. Yeah. So like, I've been watching his games. I'm like, man, I got to get to playing, like, his pace, where his pace is, like, no one speeds him up. He's playing under control, and it just seems like – because, like, we were talking about it um, when we were um, doing our debrief of the tournament, and we are like, yo, all three of us can't be tired at the same time. Like, we got to be able to, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like – and I think uh, going into Olympic qualifiers, I'm going to do a better job of kind of – uh, pacing myself, I felt like I was like zoom, 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 like moving, moving, moving. Like I felt like maybe I was rushed a little bit. Maybe I can like slow down a little bit, trying to see the game. Like all right, man, let me slow down a little bit.
0: Dude, how do you think basketball is going to change once once Beans here?
1: Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Um, I definitely want to be around. I don't want to be in another country and uh, Bree and Bean being are here and they're not with me. Mm-hmm. So what I talk about, um, yeah, man, I think I might, you know, hang them up and you know, I coach. Uh, Bree doesn't let. Me. She's like, no, yeah, yeah. you're not. That. <laughs> so I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know what God has planned for us, but I'm hoping we're able to be together, whatever we're doing and. Or oh, he or she gets the opportunity to watch us do what we do, you know. I want at least for those couple of years, I want them mm-hmm. to be want them to be able to kind of experience it. Be like, Man, remember, I was, two, I was watching pops play.
0: You, you gotta have the proof, oh, I was right?
1: Play. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you gotta have the proof because you're gonna be telling them all the time the big lions. See it, so now you gotta, you gotta keep so, going for a little bit,
1: so yeah. It, I, that's the ideal. The ideal is to be able to, you know, still be playing somewhere where they can be along and watching and enjoying. But uh, let's we'll see what God does.
0: Man, I'm rooting for you. I'm still, I'm still holding up faith that you're gonna have a gender reveal on YouTube. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, uh, i appreciate you bro for coming on i think that's a good place to, to put a pin in this so thank you so much for for taking the time i know you're a busy busy man and you know um I, i'm rooting for you and Bree. I hope uh i can't wait to see how everything shakes out for you guys and i just really appreciate you coming on man uh, no problem thanks for
1: having me i enjoyed it man
0: this was fun awesome bro thanks a lot. thanks again see you guys